if there's something to celebrate, people will make room in their budgets. Welcome to Send Sliced Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Ashley, editor of Baking and Snack. Whether bread and rolls, sweet goods and snack cakes, or cookies and crackers, you're probably selling your product into a variety of channels. In season 12 of Scent Sliced Bread, we're taking a look at how some of the main channels for bakery and snacks have changed over the past three years and how you can better adapt your portfolio and business to meet the needs of your customers. In this episode of Scent Sliced Bread, I got to speak with Anne-Marie Roarink, principal of 210 Analytics. We dived into American Bakers Association study, Life Through the Lens of Bakery 2022, conducted by 210 Analytics and supported by Corbion. We chatted all about how consumers are using baked goods to celebrate special occasions, even in light of rising prices. Welcome to Scent Slice Bread, Anne-Marie. Thanks so much for having me. So, Anne-Marie, you did this study for the American Bakers Association, and we're going to speak about um, a very specific part of the study, but I just want our audience to know there's plenty more data for them to sift through. All they have to do is go to AmericanBakers.org to dive more into the study results if they are interested after our conversation but you and I are going to speak uh, more directly to celebrations and special occasions. So just to get started, how did you see shoppers change their buying habits in the research when it comes to bakery products for special occasions and celebrations? Yeah, you know, this is, of course, where um, the COVID pandemic had a profound impact on life. And, and let me back up because I loved how you did the introduction of the study. Oftentimes, when we look at research, we tend to focus on either the retail channel or restaurant or, you know, some specific way in which people access whatever category we're studying. And as ABA and I were brainstorming, we realized that, you know what, everybody sort of engages with bakery across all the different channels. Sometimes we make a sandwich. Sometimes we buy a sandwich. Sometimes, you know, we bake our own bread. And uh, so that's really where that title, Life Through the Lens of Bakery, came from. I think it's really interesting to see how COVID-19 has gone through evolutions relative to how people approach that bakery category. Of course, very early on during the pandemic, we saw that people pulled back from food service. In many cases, restaurants were even closed. But we also saw that restaurants pivoted very, very quickly to take out delivery. And to this day, you still see a very high percentage of total trips and sales for restaurants go through that takeout and delivery channel. Um, but at the same time, you see that initially we, of course, were all sheltering in place. If we were doing celebrations, they were very household centric very few larger parties. In fact, if you looked at bakery, you saw a lot of retailers take uh, those full sheet cakes off uh, the program, move to 12 packs of cupcakes or even six packs instead of 24. So there really was a big recognition in the industry that celebrations were very different. Then as life progressed and the pandemic progressed and everything else, we saw that in July of 21, life was as normal as it got. Uh, we saw great engagement with restaurants. 
We saw uh, people go back to entertaining and especially those outdoor barbecue cookout things were really, really popular. People spent four and a half billion dollars on smokers and barbecues and what have you. So that's where we saw things like rolls and, and buns and uh, but also, you know, of course, the, the cupcakes and the cakes and everything else that comes with entertaining do extremely well. Well, then we hit the fall of 21. And that's really, of course, where we had a couple of more new variants rolling through. But we also started to see that start of the extreme inflation that we're sitting in now. We are still seeing a lot of home-centric entertaining for the simple reason now that it is a new sort of habit that we developed during the pandemic. But it also, of course, is that recognition that anything that you do at home is a lot cheaper than entertaining uh, outside the home. So we see things like even movie night and date night and Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Those were all big eating out occasions and many of them have moved to the home. And then of course the bakery dollar moves to the home along with it. So between the habits we developed during the pandemic and inflation, we're seeing a shift in consumer behavior to remaining in the home when it comes to those special occasions. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't by any means uh, mean to say that food service is uh, no longer an opportunity. I think it actually still is. When we talked to our respondents, they very clearly talked about how fun it is to go out to a restaurant every once in a while because we all need a break from the kitchen and how great it is to have that warm basket with uh, of breads to start off a meal or that really fun cracker that they you know hadn't tasted before so i think bakery really gives uh, restaurants an opportunity to to upscale a meal and give that extra experience that should come with uh, a dinner out and certainly what we're seeing is the quick service side of the restaurant industry is doing very well, especially if you think about things like burgers and pizza and what have you. But as far as special occasions are concerned, and and I would say that in my mind, that is the combination of the official holidays, as well as simply special occasions like birthdays, date night, celebrating graduations, all those different things. We definitely see that dollar continue to sit a little bit more with retail. So when consumers are shopping for these special occasions and celebrations, what has been their priorities when choosing their products and what are they looking for? So I I continue to hear a lot, two things actually I want to talk about. One is emotional well-being and that idea of doing something nice for yourself and others. And so what I'm hearing a lot in the trade and consumer press is this, oh my goodness, we are at 40 year high inflation. That must mean everybody is shopping on price, 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 and we must all cut any sort of non-essential item out of our daily routine and grocery shopping. Well, in reality, what we are seeing is that People have enormous engagement with the bakery category, not just with the functional items of bread, buns, rolls, those kinds of things, but really prioritize every once in a while buying that chocolate chip cookie that was just staring at you in the store or the cupcake. 80% say that they make room in their budget for a baked item to celebrate special occasions. So in relative to the inflation, People are absolutely prioritizing bakery 
as a way to just indulge themselves and others a little bit and, and really take care of what I call the emotional well-being side of, of health as well. And that's the other thing. So for years, we've been talking about the health and nutrition side. And absolutely, there is a physical health aspect that we see do well in grocery right now, which is a lot of focus on immunity. Uh, sometimes we see a lot of focus on protein or gluten-free, what have you. That absolutely exists, but at the same time, because of the pandemic and even before, I've seen an evolution of how people look at health and wellness, and that is a combination of physical health and emotional well-being. So just being happy, doing something that makes you feel good. And as we were isolated from each other, as we were unable to do the things that we love in terms of going to the movies or working out, whatever it was, you know, that whole idea of I need to take care of my mind as well became an equal part of overall health and well-being. And that's really where bakery is so important. It has enormous, what I would call permissibility where people just absolutely feel that bakery is part of everyday life and it is especially part of those special occasions because what better than, you know, that birthday cake or the, the chocolate chip cookie to make something extra special. So I actually think that bakery, for that matter, still has great growth and sales opportunities uh, for the next couple months and, and years as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Send Slice Bread. I just wanted to hop in here really quickly to tell you about an opportunity from Saslam Publishing to gain insights into ingredient markets. You may have heard of and even attended Saslam Publishing's purchasing seminar that happens every summer. But did you know that this winter, Saslam Publishing is offering a 90-minute purchasing seminar winter webinar? On December 7th at 3 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear from market and weather experts on what they expect the future will bring for ingredients. Between war, inflation, and weather and logistics challenges, your purchasing managers need these insights more than ever. Go to purchasingseminar.com to register. And now back to the show. Yeah, we definitely saw this shift in mindset in the consumer from of well-being being defined as just more than just physical well-being, but also mental and emotional well-being, and that health is more holistic than just your physical body. And then I have also seen in other studies, kind of just backing up what you're saying about bakery has been rather inflation-proof because it's such a cost-effective way to splurge and indulge and celebrate cake or a box of premium cookies is going to be, yeah, just a really cost-effective way to indulge and celebrate uh, the people that you love and major life events. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, when 84% of the population say, you know what, it is perfectly fine to occasionally treat yourself with some, some baked goods or some desserts and then more than anything. So I, I asked this permissibility question across many different categories, whether that's meat or candy or what have you. And typically what you see is a big generational disparity where Boomers have learned that everything in moderation kind of approach to life, right? That's that's how many of the boomers and Gen X were raised. And, and that's what you see come back in their shopping baskets as well. 
But you see some of the younger generations sort of demonizing some categories and engaging with others. What I thought was so interesting about that 84% permissibility for bakery was that there was a all of a 9% gap between Gen Z and boomers. I do categories where I see 20, 30% gaps of permissibility between the different generations. So that just means bakery is a beloved category across ages, income, et cetera. And to your point, it has so many different items. You can find something that matches your taste, your budget, your celebration, and, and really make an occasion something special. Yes, it speaks so much to the universality of bakery. And that's so great to hear being a podcast for bakers. As you mentioned, we've been through a massive pandemic, but we've gotten back to like a new normal since I believe you said summer of 2021, things started to kind of even out. But I'm curious if the pandemic had a lasting impact on how we do our desserts and our snacks for celebrations. Does Has it changed what people are looking for when they shop for those things? Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think in part it is um, our bakers and our retailers and everybody working together and really better understanding consumer needs as well. Um, so from a special celebration point of view, we see that typically between three quarters, 80% of people say that they are back to celebrating the events the way they used to prior to the pandemic. Um, the only generation that's a little bit different in that regard is still that boomer generation. And of course, we all know at this point that age has a little bit higher risk factor relative to COVID. So it's probably related to that. But what we are seeing is just tremendous engagement with bakery across every single meal occasion and every single celebration occasion. Typically, you know, when you look at categories, they tend to have these big peaks throughout the year. So for ours, of course, you know, the end of year holidays are big, Thanksgiving, Easter, those kinds of things. But what I thought was very interesting is we had a long, long list in the study of everything from Father's Day and Super Bowl to the summer holidays, Thanksgiving, you name it, and the lowest engagement. So do you buy a baked good, be it a, a roll or, or something fun for those celebrations? Uh, the lowest was 69%. So more than two thirds include a baked item in all those special celebrations. And that is just such a good point to be at. And then you know, my big lessons in all of that is, you know, there are the big primary holidays for bakery, just like every other category has them. Optimizing the sales in those holidays is, of course, crucial because that's where we can make our mark. But then there are so many of those secondary holidays, regardless of whether you are in restaurant or in retail, you know, just making sure that bakery is included in all of those is, is crucially important. And then the self-invented holiday, you know, that to me is such an important one as well. And there's just some great examples of those in the last couple of years. If you think about Hatch Chili Season, for instance, how so many retailers have just created a complete store event around uh, the time that Hatch Chilies become available. And that can include crackers and, you know, a whole barbecue and bread baked with some hatch chilies in it. Or another one that comes to mind is the s'mores season where so many retailers have these drop displays of the chocolate, the marshmallow and the cracker sitting right there. 
And that's the kind of creativity that I would love to see out of the marketplace um, and really the industry working together to think of the, you know, what is going to be our next season? What is going to be our next celebration? Because that's what the study really found is if there is something to celebrate, people will make room in their budgets. So, you know, already bakery is such a big part of the more traditional celebrations and holidays. But I think we, uh, we have a lot of creativity and a lot of permissibility by the consumer to just create some more fun occasions. Yeah, let's, I'd love to get a little more specific. With, when we talk about primary holidays for bakery, we're talking about like desserts and rolls for Thanksgiving and Christmas, buns for Fourth of July. Are there any I'm missing? And, you know, I think every single holiday has a little bit of, uh, or I should say every baked good probably has their individual big holidays. If you think about pies, you know, pies do extremely well in that winter when the R is in the month season. Um, and then you have things like tortillas and, and items that are a little bit lower in carb that tend to peak a little bit more in like January, February when it's um, diet season. And then, of course, there is the more traditional holidays, to your point. You know, what's a Thanksgiving meal without um, the rolls next to the turkey, right? So, yeah, it really d- sort of depends on the item. But you absolutely see the traditional holidays peaking uh, very high for bakery when people are looking for that dessert as well as the side to the main course. But yeah, I just love seeing that creativity, whether it's graduation, you know, what else can you do beside the graduation cake or, or Father's Day when there's such focus on grilling, right? Like what else can bakery do to be in grilling or something that's a little bit less special occasion maybe, but think about meal kits, you know, bakery play a very undersized role in meal kits. And I don't understand why, because if you look at every day and special occasions, bakery is included in nearly all occasions. So, you know, those are just the kinds of things for the industry to look at. What is growing? What is hot? And where should, well, what is a trend that I should make sure to play into? Now you cited a statistic of that most people report that they're back to celebrating the way they used to before the pandemic. So we're not really seeing a move, the smaller portion sizes stick around, are we? Yes and no. From a celebratory point of view, we absolutely see a shift. And we see this across categories, whether it's the the fruit and veg platters in, in produce and also the cupcakes. Um, a lot of retailers had moved down to those six packs, knowing that celebrations were very much family or household-centered um, and now we see a lot more of the sheet cakes coming back, the 24 packs coming back. But at the same time, there is realization in the marketplace that not everybody is digging the idea of the candles on the cake, <laughs> the kid blowing all over it. Um, so certainly we see schools, for instance, saying, you know what, you can bring treats in, but they have to be individually packaged. And so, for instance, in my kids' school, they are allowed to bring in cupcakes again, but they're not allowed to bring that good old 24-pack of cupcakes the way you used to. It has to be individually packaged. So in part, those kinds of things that are sticking around from the pandemic are shifting dollars back and, back and forth between in-store bakery and packaged bakery. And, you know, maybe now you buy some of the individually packaged cupcakes or, or treats from the packaged aisle or there are some retailers that have gotten really good about 
creating those individually packed cupcakes as well. So it's more variety, right? It's the idea of if we do prepackaged, we need to make sure that we can address every single need out in the marketplace. For some, that might be the old box of 24, and for others, that might still be just a few individual items. So I think the idea of variety of different sizes and and having the flexibility to play into different occasions, that's really what's driving success right now. You are literally describing my week right now because I am planning a child's birthday party and literally went from the sheet cake to the cupcakes just to avoid the blowing out the candles situation. (laughs) Hitting hitting home, huh? It's hitting home. And I think we're probably moving away from that as a society. So let's pivot a little bit. Now, as you mentioned, we're dealing with inflation rather than so much COVID. How is that impacting people's approach to purchasing their celebratory baked goods? We talked a little bit about that, but I wondered if you could go into that impact a little more. Absolutely. So I talked about the permissibility, right? Making room in your budget. And that is so important for this industry to understand. There's survey after survey that is coming out that asks, hey, are you concerned about inflation? Yes, say 96%. Are you changing your grocery shoppers? Yes, say nine and 10. Well, one of the major messages is always, oh, people are looking for sales specials and people are cutting back on non-essentials. And what I see a lot in the trade press and consumer press is that the picture next to non-essentials is are things like cupcakes, cookies, candy, what have you, because that's what they, not knowing the industry, see as a non-essential. It's not milk and bread. Well, in reality, it's actually bakery candy, a lot of those small, affordable indulgence that are bucking every trend. They are doing so much better than average. So I think it's really important for us to continue to almost have that messaging in the store that it is okay to, you know, just indulge yourself every once in a while and that it's still an affordable little indulgence. And you asked me earlier about unit and pack size. You know, that is something we are seeing. We are seeing that consumers still want to buy the cookies, the cupcake, the rolls, a premium crackers, whatever it is. But at the same time, it might be a little bit of a smaller box, or maybe it's a private brand instead of a national brand. Or in restaurants, you see that they are still going out to dinner but maybe they're pulling away from ordering an appetizer and a dessert or they're moving away from ordering an alcoholic beverage and just ordering water instead. So people are making changes and understanding those changes um, can really help the industry position itself to be included in as many of the meals, whether they are at home or in restaurants every day and celebrations altogether. Yeah, that really speaks to, I think, that the consumer, the researcher who might be putting together the study might not see bakery, indulgent bakery as essential, but the consumer has decided, no, this is essential. And I think that speaks back to the redefinition of well-being to include mental and emotional well-being and the way we connect food to that. 100%. Yeah. And also, I think the perception of bakery as an affordable indulgence, you know, if you look at going to the movies or, or what have you, I mean, there's many things that people do to get a reprieve from life, we'll call it that, that cost way more money. I mean, if you go to the mall or, or you go out to the movies or whatever it is, 
those are very costly activities right now. So if you can just sit on your own couch, watch a movie with a glass of wine and some wonderful snacks, then you know, you're still saving money. You're still doing that same activity. You're pulling away from the, the stress of daily life. And that's really where bakery plays such an important role, regardless of age, regardless of income. So it's it's actually a pretty cool category to be in, um, despite how difficult these times are. So Anne-Marie, as we wrap up our conversation, where are the opportunities for baking companies who are supplying these products to meet all of these new needs and grow their sales? It sounds like there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of good news from this study. Yeah, you know, I think absolutely playing into value is one thing to look at. And when I say value, I say that very specifically. I'm not saying price, I'm saying value. So at the end of the day, nobody wants cheap, right? But we do want good value. And and given all the pressure that is on people's income, value is important. And so I've seen some real big creativity out in the marketplace, both at food service and retail uh, in collaboration with the bakery manufacturers to position a sandwich as, hey, this can be your wonderful upscale $2 meal tonight, you know, go for a little bit more of a premium bread or a flavor that you haven't had before or whatever it is. So, um, or, or a flatbread or a pizza or those kinds of things. So I think investing in value and helping consumers realize that, you know, it can be a wonderful experience for breakfast, lunch, dinner, et cetera, that is an opportunity. And at the same time, the big mega trends of convenience and premiumization are still opportunities in future months and years. And convenience, I would say, is probably in my book, one of the biggest ones there is. And that really goes back to looking for time to save in planning the meal, planning that shopping trip, executing the shopping trip, cooking, cleanup, everything. And what I would encourage this industry to look at is many people spend a lot of time on Pinterest, on Instagram, on all these different areas. And we all pin these beautiful pictures and recipes, and then we don't do anything with them. So figuring out how we can reduce that space between inspiration and purchase, that's really important. So shoppable recipes, truly becoming part of people's planning cycle. So you, you see retailers saying, hey, here's our suggestion for the next seven days. And if you like this, you can just add all the different items into the cart. So really looking at meal kits, looking at heat and eat, are you part of what the big growth trends are within grocery to make sure that you know that's not a trend that that passes us by because nobody thinks to have an easy day for a premium sandwich or you know making sure that that dessert is included in that meal idea as well. So I'm actually quite optimistic. Um, I, I think with bakery hovering between functional and indulgence and everyday and special occasions, I think we still have a lot of opportunity for continued strong sales, if not growth. Well, thank you so much, Amory, for joining me today and sharing this wonderful information. I just want to remind our listeners that if they're interested in learning more about the Life Through the Lens Bakery 2022 study, they can find that information at the American Bakers Association's website, AmericanBakers.org. Thanks again, Amory. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you for listening to Scent Sliced Bread. 
If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sosland.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Scent Slice Bread on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and drop us a review. Scent Slice Bread is a baking and snack podcast produced by Taryn Parker and hosted by Charlotte Atchley.